Welcome to Blue Ridge and Beyond, the podcast that delves into the enigmatic realms of the paranormal, true crime, and extraterrestrial mysteries. I'm your host, Percy, guiding you through the uncharted territories of the Blue Ridge Mountains and beyond. So this is our very first episode of the Blue Ridge and Beyond podcast. Um, Super excited. This is something I've been wanting to do for a long time. A little bit about me. Um, I am a vegan. I've been a a vegan for a long time, uh, a good chunk of my life, and I am really into living off-grid, sustainable agriculture, and I'm a science teacher. And I do happen to have a a little bit of an interest in the paranormal and true crime. So I thought, hey, everybody's doing it. Why not follow a, a little passion of mine and maybe have fun doing it? So this is our very first episode of the podcast. And we're going to get into a double murder that happened pretty close to home from where I grew up as a kid uh, in Shenandoah National Park. So it involves two young women, a Julianne Williams and a Laura Winnens. Julianne, known as Julie, was 24 when she died. Her partner, Laura Lolly Winnens, was 26. The couple was found murdered at their campsite near Shenandoah National Park's Skyline Resort. So according to out reporter Barry Yeoman, uh, Winans met Williams in Minnesota at a wilderness program called Woods Women, which, awesome name. The couple had been together for about two years, um, and they were living around the Vermont uh, northeast area of the country um, before they were murdered. They were planning on moving back to Vermont to live together after, the, after their travels and uh, stay in Shenandoah National Park. Uh, because Winans accepted a job as a geologist near Lake Champlain. <clears throat> so a little bit of information about uh, mortality and um, suicides, deaths, murders, um, some numbers in regards to national parks. So in 2019, they were low. About one person died per one million visitors. And that's a trend that's been pretty, pretty stable over the years. Um, and this is an especially rare phenomenon in Shenandoah National Park. There have been 40 overall deaths from 2007 to 2023. 13%, uh, 13% since 2007 uh, were ruled intentional, but most have been suicides. So these two women, they were out for a hike uh, near White Oak Canyon. A beautiful, beautiful hike. Highly recommend if you're ever in the Virginia area around the park. Uh, They were found dead on May 24th, 1996. Clues and leads have remained few and far between um, anything of real substance to this day. Um, However, records from the National Park Service and their incident logs from that year help to fill in some of the blanks. So what I'm going to do is read a few of the incident reports um, dating back from June 4th, 1996 up into the early 2000s. So the first one here, uh, dated Tuesday, June 4th, 1996. Uh, It's in relation to Shenandoah, Virginia, double homicide. So on Friday, May 31st, the park received notice that two women were overdue from a several day long circuit hike through the central district. An investigation was begun, which produced information that led hasty searchers to focus on the area around Skyland Lodge and White Oak Canyon. Rangers Bobby Fleming and Jonathan Holter found the bodies of the two women in a backcountry campsite at 9 p.m. on Saturday evening. A major investigation is now underway. 
Further information is being withheld at the request of the investigatory group, the FBI and the U.S. Attorney's Office. The Northeast Field Area Type 2 Incident Management Team is managing the incident with the FBI under a unified command. Additional details tomorrow. So the next day, Wednesday, June 5th, 1996, we have a follow-up incident report on this double homicide. So the victims of the double homicide have been identified as JW, so Julie Williams, and LW, Laura Lolly Winnens, both of whom were living and working in Vermont. Each died of a, quote, an incised wound to the neck. National Park Service, FBI, and Virginia State Police investigators are working jointly on the investigation. Many local law enforcement officials have provided support. Backcountry users are being advised of the situation and are being reminded of safe practices to employ while in the backcountry. An individual who was reportedly acting strangely was taken into custody near mile 44 on Skyline Drive on Monday afternoon as being held in connection with a warrant from the state of New York. This arrest, however, was not related to the investigation into the deaths of the two women. The hikers were last seen on May 24th, and the incident management team is attempting to locate anyone who may have seen the two women in Taj, their golden retriever lab mix, or who may have any other relevant information. And so from my understanding from reading about this case, the the folks who, who were out searching for them, they came across their dog Taj just kind of wandering the woods. He was unharmed. They took him in and then eventually found the bodies of the two women. <clears throat> so a couple days later, Friday, June 7th, 1996, uh, the intensive full-scale multi-agency investigation into the murders of JW and LW continues. The nature of the investigation precludes dissemination of any further information on developments at this time. Details will be released and reported whenever possible. All right, so a few days later on Tuesday, June 11th of 96, the investigation into the two homicides continues. Only limited information is being disseminated because of the nature of the inquiry. The incident is being managed under unified FBI and National Park Service command. The incident objectives as taken from the original incident action plan are as follows. Conduct all incident activities safely and prevent injuries. Determine the events that led to the conditions found on June 1st, 1996 apprehend all suspects, protect the public. So media attention um, at this point started to wane somewhat over the weekend. Close attention is being made to impacts on the park staff, which has been significant. Critical incidents, uh, incident stress management sessions are being conducted throughout the park. Even if a break in the case occurs, the team uh, anticipates being in the park for a full three weeks in order to attend to significant level of follow-up activities, which will be, which will be necessary. So about uh, nine days later, um, so about a week and a half, Thursday, June 20th, the investigation into the two homicides continues. Only limited information is being disseminated because of the nature of the inquiry. Over 100 people, including 20 FBI agents, were involved with the incident last week. Members of the Potomac Appalachian Trail Club and Student Conservation Association and other volunteers have also assisted. Over 400 leads have been culled from reports received through the toll-free number established for information relating to the murders. Each of them are being investigated. 
At this time, no particular lead is driving the investigation. The incident management team is planning on transferring the incident back to the park today. The park will continue a smaller investigation under incident management. And so there isn't another incident report till the middle of July of 1996. And this one, um, it's a little lengthy, so there's some, there's some cool information here um, looking back. So the investigation of these two uh, murders continues. At present, there are 17 investigators, eight National Park Service, eight FBI, and one Virginia State Police, working on the case with the assistance of 14 support people, including five people doing data entry. At that point, um, <clears throat> in the middle of July, approximately 1,100 leads have been entered into a major crime management program. Investigators have completed follow-ups on 87% of those leads. Approximately 7,000 letters and flyers have been distributed to people who were in the area at the time and may have seen the women or may have information about the case. A reward of $25,000 is still being offered for information leading to an arrest and conviction. And they go on to talk about the toll-free number. Um, and then the story of the murders uh, at the time appeared on America's Most Wanted on Saturday, July 20th. Filming was done in the park on July 11th and included interviews with two uniformed National Park employees and the FBI's lead investigator. The film crew was also taken to the crime scene and to several overlooks along Skyline Drive. Viewers who have information will be asked to call the show's toll-free number during the airing of the program and for several hours thereafter, case agents from both the National Park Service and FBI will be available in the show's studio to help answer calls. So about another month later, August 15th, 1996, um, a task force comprised of a dozen National Park Service and FBI investigators is continuing the investigation into the murders of JW and LW. Over the past month, investigators met with FBI laboratory and behavioral sciences personnel to develop avenues of investigation. Some 200 interviews have been conducted with Appalachian trail hikers along the length of the trail and hundreds more interviews have been conducted in and around the park. Numerous leads have been sent to FBI and National Park Service investigators around the country. The report on the crimes on America's Most Wanted generated about 100 new leads. So, I mean, that's 100 leads they didn't have before. I don't know how many panned out to have any value, but hey, all it takes is one good lead, you know? The victims' families will be placing newspaper ads seeking information in local papers and nationwide hiking magazines. Follow-up investigations have been completed on about three-quarters of the over 1,000 leads developed to date. And so uh, Tuesday, September 10th, so a little less than a month later of 1996, the park was being closed on Thursday evening in anticipation of Hurricane Fran. Rangers found a rental vehicle parked in the White Oak Canyon parking area located near Skyline or Skyland Lodge. A computer check showed no outstanding wants, since the area is used for parking by long-term Appalachian trail hikers, no further action was taken. After road clearing, crews removed trees from the Skyline Drive and reached the area on Saturday. The vehicle was checked again. This time, a computer check revealed that the last person to rent the vehicle was listed as missing. So a search in the area accordingly uh, was started involving air scent dogs and hasty teams. The subject, JS27, a State Department employee from Arlington, Virginia, was last seen on Friday, August 30th. 
Since the vehicle was found less than a mile from the scene of June's double homicide, the FBI was immediately brought into the investigation. Information since acquired indicates that this incident is unrelated to either the double homicide or Hurricane Fran. Investigators are looking at reports that the subject may be despondent. The incident is being managed as a Type 3 incident separate from either the double homicide or the Hurricane Fran recovery incidents. <clears throat> so, uh, on September 18th of 1996, um, they're still investigating the murders and they've doubled the reward money to $50,000 for any information leading to a conviction. Um, so, a good three to five months pass and we're rolling into February of 1997, February 27th of 97. So the follow-up on a double homicide, uh, the investigation continues into the murders of Julie and Lolly, whose bodies were discovered in the park on June 1st, 1996. Criminal investigator Tim Alley has taken over the case agent role from cr criminal investigator Ken Johnson. Because of the investigation, a great deal has been learned about what goes on along the Appalachian Trail. Law enforcement personnel from Shenandoah National Park, Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Delaware Water Gap National Recreation Area, and, and the Appalachian Trail Office, and possibly Blue Ridge Parkway will meet in late March to share that information. The park has also created two other levels of briefings, executive briefings for the park management team, and general briefings for new and returning employees to keep park staff apprised of developments. This case remains active and leads are being investigated. And so from 97 to the next incident report is April 11th of 2002. So over just over five years pass before we get any big developments in the case. So there's a follow-up arrest made for double homicide. So a federal grand jury in Charlottesville, Virginia, has indicted DDR one Daryl David Rice, 34 at the time, of Columbia, Maryland, on four counts of capital murder and the May 1996 killings of Julie and Lolly in the park. The indictment was announced through a press release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Western District of Virginia and a press conference held in Washington by Attorney General Ashcroft. The incident began when the two women were reported overdue from a circuit hike in the park during the last week of May in the year 1996. Rangers began a search and found the bodies of the two women on the morning of June 1st. Both were bound and gagged and had their throats cut. Since then, the FBI and National Park Service have joined forces to follow up on an estimated 15,000 leads and contacts in their six-year investigation. Mr. Rice has been charged with the capital murders of Julie and Lolly and has also been charged with capital murder and intentionally selecting and murdering the victims because of their actual or perceived gender or sexual orientation. So there at the time, at this point in the investigation, they're believing that this is a hate crime. And with it being a hate crime and we're dealing with federal sentencing, he could face the death penalty if he were to be convicted of this. So at that time, Mr. Rice, uh, he was serving a 135-month federal sentence as a result of his conviction for attempted kidnapping in Shenandoah National Park on July 9th, 1997. So he was arrested for attempting to kidnap a young woman almost a year later from the double murders of Wally and Julie. 
So some information about that incident. Uh, there was a female cyclist. She told a ranger, John Waterman, that she had been assaulted by a man in a pickup who had forced her off the road, then attempted to pull her into his truck. Uh, she successfully fought him off and fled the area. One ranger, Steve Bartow, intercepted the vehicle and arrested Mr. Rice, uh, who subsequently pled guilty to attempted abduction. And so the investigation into the two murders was conducted by some FBI spe special agents, one Jane Collins, and a special agent for the Park Service, Timothy Alley. Um, so they uh, released a statement expressing their condolences to the families of these two murdered women. And so two years later, the next entry is February 10th, 2004. So this is a follow-up on the trial of suspect and the double homicide. So last week, the United States attorney who had been overseeing the prosecution of Daryl David Rice for the May 1996 murders of Julie Williams and Lolly Winnens asked that the murder charges against him be dismissed without prejudice and directed agents from the National Park Service and FBI and prosecutors from the Western District of Virginia to vigorously continue their investigation into the killings. Um, so what had happened was they had found a hair and through DNA technology and running some tests, that hair did not match uh, Mr. Daryl David Rice. And that's kind of the one of the only big named suspects we have in this case, especially at that time. I mean, he was a guy that was assaulting women within the park boundaries. Um, it's not a huge leap to go from trying to kidnap someone to murder, though. I mean, double murder, that's pretty intense. But with someone who has that kind of evil in them, it's not a huge jump in your thinking to go from kidnapping to murder. And this guy, he was acting odd. He was in the area at the time. So police thought they had their guy. Um, and although they ruled that the DNA from the hair did not match him, they still suspected he may have been involved to some capacity because, I mean, two young, pretty fit women, I mean, they were avid hikers. They were murdered. It'd be pretty hard for one person to just overpower two people and just cut their throats. I mean, unless you did it on, in their sleep. Um, who knows? It's so he may have been involved to some degree. Police were thinking and may still think, and we'll get into that later. So they've ruled him out, dropped the charges against him. Um, and then, so we're trying to get into other culprits, other suspects, and we'll, we'll do an episode of this in the future, but this is a theory related to the colonial parkway murders. So there are, are a whole list of um, young couples, young folk that were murdered uh, along the Colonial Parkway. And two uh, young women that were murdered, They, some investigators believe that they may have a relation, maybe have been committed by the same suspect um, as Julie and Lolly's murders. So there were two young women. Um, their names were... A Kathleen Thomas and a Rebecca Ann Dosky. So these were two young women that were found uh, along the Colonial Parkway. Um, they were similarly bound, stabbed. Um, 
just like Julie and Lolly, they had not been sexually assaulted. Um, both murders occurred on National Park property, um, the historic Colonial Parkway and Shenandoah National Park. And these are connected by I-64. So they have an interstate connecting these two National Park properties. And they're not, I mean, they're a little bit of a drive, but if you're a vagabond, some guy just maybe living out of his truck, not too far of a drive to go from one to the other, especially with the time frame when these murders were taken or, or when these murders happened. And so a uh, private detective, um, Steve Spingola, he believed that the murders of Kathleen and Rebecca along the Colonial Parkway, they were not related to the, the, the whole group of the Colonial Parkway murders, but maybe more um, connected to Julian Lawley's murders over in Shenandoah National Park. So at the very least, in regards to Colonial Parkway, those sets of killings, we may have two murders at the very least killing all of these people in that area. One of them just happened to go to Shenandoah National Park and, and murder Julie and Lolly. We're not too sure, but some people seem to think there might be a connection between those two sets of double murders. And uh, at our Instagram page, at Blue Ridge and Beyond Podcast, I'll post a, a picture of this and also set up a Facebook group under the same handle. I would love to hear uh, you listeners' um, opinions on if there is any validity to the connection between these two sets of murders, who you guys think may be the, the suspect responsible for killing these young women. But we're definitely going to do an episode on the Colonial Parkway murders at some point in time, because um, up until my, my, my recent, more, my more recent reading of, of the case of Julian Lolly, I didn't even really have the Colonial Parkway murders on my radar. So It'd be cool to do some research and learn more about them. So, kind of sad, but there were some photos left behind in the camera belonging to Julie and Lolly, and it gave a glimpse into the final days of the young couple. They launched along the White Oak Canyon Trail, which is a beautiful hike, and they had their dog with them, just, you know, out enjoying nature, starting their lives. It's it's super sad. Like, it sucks. Um... And because this is still an open investi- investigation, the FBI will not talk or name any persons of interest. No one's been convicted of the murders. Um, and in 2011, Mr. Rice, he was released from prison. Um, there were some talks I was reading that he was in Colorado, um, kind of acting pretty sketchy. The, the locals there did not want him there. Um, and they were trying to drive him out of town. And from that 2011 report that I was reading, I haven't been able to figure out where he is now, if he's still alive. Um, but he was still out there being sketchy in 2011 from the last report that I read. And around the 20th anniversary, the FBI put out a press release and updated posters related to the murders of Julie Williams and Lolly Winnens. And it's just a, it's a sad case. Um, like I said, head over to our socials, Blue Ridge Pod, Blue Ridge and Beyond podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts, theories related to the case. Um, these families definitely deserve justice. No one should be able or should have to worry about going to a national park to be with nature, enjoy the views, and then have to worry about getting murdered. That's, it's, it's a shame.
So as our journey through the mysterious realms of the Blue Ridge and beyond comes to a close, I want to extend my deepest gratitude to all of the listeners for joining me for this story. Remember, the mysteries we've uncovered are just the beginning. Stay curious, stay vigilant, and keep exploring the unknown depths to our world. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and share it with fellow seekers of the unexplained. So farewell from Blue Ridge and beyond. I hope you guys have a great day or night, wherever you're listening.